As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today, we're going to talk about uh, something that uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking about, uh, which is why, oh, why are America's obesity rates soaring? And this is notwithstanding the fact, and I commented on on it in a recent uh, radio program, uh, and also it's going to be the subject of an upcoming newsletter article. Uh, why is it, paradoxically, that Instead of eating more and exercising less, which is, you know, common wisdom, that's why, you know, it's simply a matter of thermodynamics. Uh, Americans are gaining weight because of excess calories and lack of caloric expenditure. Turns out not the case, according to a major article in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And I'll share that with you next week in a newsletter article. Uh, we're going to look at uh, some of the reasons behind this. And of course, covid has only accentuated the problem because under lockdown and with stress, uh, the rates of obesity are soaring. We talk jokingly about the COVID-15, the 15 pounds people gained during COVID, for some people more, for some people less, uh, but also an unprecedented rise in eating disorders. Today, we're going to talk to an expert on the subject of uh, eating disorders, but also someone who's done a deep dive on the subject of microbiome and the reward system of the body. Uh, she's been a frequent contributor here on Intelligent Medicine. She's Kat James, best-selling author of The Truth About Beauty and a transformation expert. She conducts uh, workshops and seminars on self-transformation. Uh, she uh, has helped thousands of others to uh, surmount their food addictions and uh, through national health columns and talk show radio and PBS special even. Uh, her website, informedbeauty.com. Uh, she's brought forth her total transformation programs. Uh, so we're delighted to have you back on Intelligent Medicine. Thanks very much for joining us, Kat. Great to be back, uh, Dr. Hoffman. Thank you. Okay, it's my pleasure. Uh, okay, so you know, first of all, uh, you, you know, you actually have some personal experience with this. Uh, you yeah. have, uh, you, you, you walk the walk, so to speak. So, so give us some background on uh, how you got into this because you have, uh, very, very, uh, deep insights into this problem. Yeah. 
um, you know, uh, my issues with food uh, and a lot of health issues that went with that um, really came to a head in about 1990. And of course, that's a whole different set of circumstances that led to that. In my case, uh, an eating disorder developed and um, I had some, you know, uh, emotional issues. Um, and, uh, but then it sort of became its own animal because later on I dealt with the emotional issues, but I still was into this very erratic relationship with food. It was kind of its own animal. Um, and, uh, eventually my liver started to fail. I was actually ironically working with models, um, in the fashion industry as a makeup artist. Uh, and I almost died. I wasn't even digesting anymore. I had autoimmune, uh, hepatitis, basically. And um, it took that hitting bottom for me to look beyond what you uh, were describing as the law of thermodynamics. I knew something needed to be uh, else needed to be wrong, uh, other than just calorie needing to restrict calories and exercise more. Um, and luckily, just some circumstances yanked me out of that and made me focus on health issues and ultimately uh, even hormonal and uh, uh, microbiome issues uh, and reward system issues that I was just lucky enough to stumble on these uh, clicks of the Rubik's Cube and really um, reverse this in a way that makes me freer than a lot of people are today that wouldn't even imagine that they had an issue. But of course, we have all these circumstances related to the, the pandemic and the doubling um, of reports to eating disorder-like behaviors at the National Eating Disorders Association, the isolation uh, and social media and the stress, economic issues are all contributing to that now. Indeed. Well, so so what you're saying is that you kind of got on top of the uh, psychological issues, uh, but then you realized that you were at the mercy of your own uh, disordered physiology. And this kind of parallels mm -hmm. uh, a statement made in, in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition article, uh, which uh, is uh, the following. A toxic food environment, which we're all subject to, begat a toxic biological environment, creating a self-sustaining, difficult-to-reverse cycle. So it's almost like it, this this problem for Americans has developed a, a critical momentum that that's hard to arrest with with simple willpower and you know uh, getting on the treadmill yeah. or you know uh, pounding out the miles on the track. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is um, there's so much that makes us compel to reach for the wrong thing. For example, um, that that has nothing to do with any emotional problem. Um, and if you're looking at the contribution of things like glyphosate, um, exposure to high fructose corn syrup, low fat diets, these are all things that have such impact on really worsening the biochemical roller coaster. Um, and, and, uh, we know that, uh, even someone, you know, starting to count calories might go to diet sodas and once again uh, be consuming something that throws off the microbiome. Uh, and binge eating patterns have even been shown to destroy the diversity of the microbiome. And when you do this and you throw that off balance, the bad guys are in charge, the bad bacteria, yeast fungus are in charge, and they are literally calling the shots through your vagus nerve of what to crave, what to 
desire and working with people right now on location. And it is amazing to see after you take care of that imbalance and you'll have lots of those um, yeast and fungus colonies dying off when you begin to do the right thing because you're not feeding the bad guys, you're feeding the good guys. Personalities change, entire food desires change. Uh, so that's the way to do it. Indeed. And I was really surprised to learn about the profound effects of uh, the microbiome on, on weight and appetite. Uh, animal experiments, and, yeah. and now they're beginning trials in humans with fecal transfer. So they can take uh, the mm -hmm. stool, you know, and, yeah. and make pellets out of it from a, a skinny mouse and, and yeah. feed it to a fat mouse. And the fat mouse will lose weight even eating the same amount of food. And conversely, yeah. the 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 poop from the fat mouse will make a thin mouse gain weight. Yeah. Uh, and then I learned, uh, this is an amazing factoid, is that it's estimated that 7 to 22% of our energy expenditure occurs in the gut utilized by the bacteria. So if you have bad bacteria, in effect, wow. they're not burning off as many of your calories as they should. I mean, maybe even a, a, like a 5% uh, uh, reduction in your uh, caloric expenditure can cause you to gain weight when you're eating the same amount of food. This was just blew my mind. Mm. Very interesting. And so going back to that um, diversity, so uh, research recently found also that the disordered eating itself reduces the diversity in the microbiome, mm -hmm. yes. and that change in the diversity disrupts the metabolism, the hormones, the satiety patterns, weight regulation, and mood and behaviors via the gut-brain axis. And there's, so a, it's, there's it's a circadian clock. Yeah. There's, a, there's actually a circadian clock that is embedded in the microbiome. And what we've done is that yeah. we've undermined our traditional patterns of eating. It used to be, okay, breakfast, lunch, and dinner traditionally. And now it's sort of like 24-7 yeah. eating at every opportunity. In fact, that's encouraged commercially. It's like, you know, have a snack, have right. a, you know, uh, you, know, uh, you know, go past the drive-in, you know, have a bite. Um, and we're virtually bombarding our bodies with food. Uh, even if we say the same yeah. amount of calories, um, they're distributed over uh, all our waking hours. And, you know, some studies suggest yeah. that uh, uh, time-restricted feeding or time-restricted eating, uh, TRE or TRF, sometimes referred mm -hmm. to, this actually changes the microbiome. Mm, interesting. I mean, with all of the, you know, the time that people spend online um, looking for likes and how um, kind of dependent they are on that online social activity for their reward system being satisfied, the dopamine spikes. It, it, I think that it's astronomical how many people have dopamine or reward system issues now um, compared to, you know, pre-pandemic and certainly many years ago. So that has to be factored in there. Um, and going back to um, even the gut, again, the microbial diversity is associated with depressive, anxious, and eating disorder symptoms. There was even a, um, a one study recently showing that anorexics um, uh, had a poor gut diversity. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. You can almost look at everything, and it goes back to that right. core. I certainly had no uh, microbiome. I wasn't even digesting anymore because I had destroyed my microbiome. Right. And, um, and so getting that back is huge. 
Um, and uh, there are all sorts of things to do that way. But I, I but I think that it's so important that people let go of that expectation of, of calories in, calories out. Uh, and if that can just be gone forever, people can really uh, focus on blood sugar and microbiome and uh, things that bolster that reward system. Right. Kat, uh, I was surprised to learn that there is actually a study that's been proposed looking at fecal transfer as a way of treating anorexia, anorexia nervosa. Interesting. So, so that I mean, wow. they're really working on the microbiome as a potential, uh, you know, like a fundamental mediator of these uh, disordered behaviors. But l- let's focus again on, on eating disorders because people hear eating disorders and they go, "Well, look, I don't go, you know, in the bathroom, lock the door, you know, and put my finger in the back of my uh, tongue right. and induce vomiting after every meal." And uh, you know, right. and I'm not anorexic. You know, I don't weigh you know 82 pounds, uh, and I'm not all skin and bones. Uh, so, so yeah. g- give us a little bit of maybe a more uh, broad definition of, of the spectrum mm-hmm. of eating disorders. And I'd have to say that, sure. you know, maybe we all have a little bit of a touch of an yeah. eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Even many, many years ago, um, when I was writing even the first edition of my book, pe- people that exhibit at some time some kind of eating disorder behavior was already over half. Um, and so, um, it is not just obviously, yes, eating disorder people think of someone who's a restrictor or an anorexic or just a binge eater. And for a, par- a period of mine, it was binge eating. But you have people who are doing things that kind of make up for, um, you know, just kind of compulsive exercisers, mm-hmm. um, people that just don't feel like they're going to, they just feel like they're in trouble. They can't even concentrate, you know, at a family reunion on connecting with humans um, because they're going to miss their run or, uh, it's, 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 that's exercise bulimia. Um, there are a lot of different forms of eating disorders. Um, and some people have other, uh, you know, other fixes, but it's, it's just really, um, some of the same biochemistry. Obviously there's a, a, a gut microbiome influence, but that reward system influence is happening even with someone who, you know, maybe winds up shopping or, or, uh, or being sex addicted or alcohol or, uh, you know, internet addicted, but you still have that burnout dopamine pathway thing that they see in the brain scans of, of binge eaters as well as heroin addicts and alcoholics. Uh, and so you have this thing, but the symptoms of, of when it starts to become a problem is when it starts to dominate your energy patterns. Um, starts to affect your social activity. Um, and the definition, of course, of addiction is when you can't really sustain or, or go on without the so-called fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be thinking of, of the next meal before you even finish the previous meal. And right. I've, I've seen this in men. I've seen this in athletes, uh, and, and including athletes who were told just to eat once a day. So not everybody can do that. And some people will have an eating disorder start from doing the one meal a day thing. So someone, uh, not everyone is set up to be able to do that. A lot of eating disorders start from, um, from fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, one which, which we're, which we're encouraging, which well. we're encouraging at some level. I mean, we're saying, okay, let's do intermittent fasting. Let's have like a, you know, a five, two, you know, very low calorie day. But some, you know, I, I always say, you know, these are very beneficial biologically, you know, give the body rest, but it can sometimes verge into 
an obsession, an eating disorder, uh, where you place oh, yeah. just too darn much emphasis on uh, the deprivation and reward cycle. And, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you refer to dopamine, and there's actually a wonderful book, as you're aware of, uh, Anna Lemke wrote Dopamine Nation, uh, which outlines mm-hmm. what you've been talking about, which is that we're so blown away by stimulus in our modern society, uh, our entertainments, yeah. uh, our, our, you know, the, our foods, our uh the opiates that we use and, and drugs and alcohol, uh, and sugar and so on. Uh, and then of course there's social media, which is definitely plugged right into that dopaminergic yeah. pathway in the brain that we may have burnt mm-hmm. out dop- dopamine pathways. How does, how does that figure yeah. into it? Yeah. And they call it dopamine fasting now, you know, that when you step away from your social media <laughs> yeah. and your cell phone for three days. Um, but, but they used yeah, to call it meditation um, retreats, but now that it's dopamine right. fasting. I mean, it was they, they right. knew that like uh, you know five thousand years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is something that is so strong, and even in rodent studies, um, in, in in at least one, uh, there was rebound eating after a skipped meal, and in another study. Um, there was a spike in dopamine where there was not a spike in dopamine from a mere meal before the skip started. So there is some research showing that um, that food can be more drug-like after skipping meals or that rebound eating, um, disordered rebound eating can begin after skipped meals. So so yes, I mean, we really have to be careful of that. I can't tell you how many people, including my own eating disorder started as a result of first calorie restriction, but then uh, after, you know, then you have your breakthrough binge and then you're so disgusted with yourself that you don't, um, you say, I'm not going to eat tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. or you look at the calories and you just consumed, you know, four or 5,000 in one sitting. And so you're going to say, you know what, if I just eat 200 calories for the next five days, um, then, then, then I'll lose that 3,500 calories that supposedly makes a pound. Uh, and you start doing the addition like that and people have to completely get out of that because uh, you can, if you get yourself metabolically and hormonally interacting with food in a different way, you can be one who eats up to twice as many calories and is the one losing weight, but you're also the one if you're doing this correctly and eating in a way that doesn't cause blood sugar uh, and and hormonal spikes, that you can get off of that roller coaster, regain some sanity, and and getting the microbiome uh, in order will absolutely buffer those ups and downs. We know that microbiome diversity, for example, uh, can help stabilize blood sugar, which is a huge piece of the puzzle. Right. Well, so when it comes to the microbiome. Uh, you know, the idea of uh, taking poop pills is, is not too popular, you know, for, I think for good reason. I mean, we do it for like very serious medical conditions like uh, life-threatening <laughs> Clostridium difficile infections. Yeah. And maybe you know, it might measure. have utility in, you know, ulcerative colitis or, you know, very, very yeah. refractory irritable bowel syndrome. But for, Absolutely. You know, for general purposes, also, it's a little unreliable because, you know, you don't know necessarily what you're getting. I mean, it can backfire. And, uh, yeah. you know, it all depends on the donor. So let, let's get to some more practical uh, considerations for optimizing the microbiome. I mean, can we use something like simpler, like a probiotic to uh, normalize our microbiome? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, there are dietary changes. But um, if you start 
to uh, bring good bacteria and, and the food that they eat and their, their postbiotic uh, uh, byproducts into your system, you're going to actually have an easier time making dietary changes. So it, it's probably the first thing you should do. Um, and, and you want something, it's just not going to work to do millions of uh, a certain kind of bacteria, which can act almost like an invasive species in the body. You want uh, a variety. You need that diversity, and that's much more mm-hmm. important than sheer numbers. And um, you want something that's viable. So you want something, uh, as you know, uh, you want something that's still alive, something that's hardy, uh, something that's been exposed to seasonal temperatures. And, the, the you know, we know that, that fermented foods almost can't be beat because they inoculate the gut so much more strongly. So if you can, but, but even in sauerkraut, it's not that diverse. So something like a Dr. O'Hara's that has the diversity of a variety of fruits, vegetables, seaweed, and things like that over years of fermentation. So you know the hardiest ones are surviving those seasonal temperatures, but they've never been separated from their original food source. And those years of fermentation mean years of uh, those byproducts, those uh, postbiotic metabolites that we now know are even probably more important than the bacteria themselves. And this going into your gut, feeding your unique bacteria, but also populating you with diverse bacteria, not just one zillions of one kind. Okay. Well, uh, would it be an overreach to say that attempting to diet for weight loss without addressing your microbiome is folly? Well, I'll give you an example of what immediately that I see in, in, in my clients change as soon as, for example, they just go and take a routine antibiotic. Okay. Yeah. So they, they, they which have been proven to cause weight gain, which have been proven to cause. Yeah. And, and so it's, I see a personality change in their relationship with food. Mm. I mean, there are many people who haven't even had any food issues who I see start to have food issues after antibiotic use, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. This is just a, a very strong example of how it changes our relationship with food when we change the microbiome. And so I think, you know, thinking really strongly about uh, something you can do besides dive into antibiotic use um, is so important because if you're a human being who just jumps on the antibiotic use, it's going to be very hard for you to do what we're talking about, and it will um, cause a bad relationship with food. You are going to start to crave sugar so much more, for example, and so many healthy, quote-unquote, healthy things that turn to sugar. So, um, you know, being very aware, very judicious on that, uh, there are things in nature that act as antibiotics without giving rise to resistant bacteria, for example, and also so many things that can help us before we even go to that, you know, broad spectrum antibiotic thing, which is just generally a big mistake unless you really um, don't have any other options. You know, uh, before the term uh, dysbiosis uh, and before the the term microbiome got coined uh, many years ago, uh, we in the field of integrative medicine uh, discovered the yeast connection, uh, candida. And, you know, through the writings of uh, William Crook and others, uh, we realized that uh, diet had a major impact on mood, appetite, and so on. And, and I remember patients saying, and I was initially skeptical, they would say, 
in effect, they said, the candida made me do it. I can tell my candida is acting up because I'm mm. just craving all kinds of sugar. And I said, well, you know, yep. it sounds, sounds like a cop-out. You know, you're just making an excuse because you lack willpower. But there really is something to it. It's, it's almost as if candida yep. or yeast, which requires sugar, it's, it's a sugar fermenter, uh, conjures up a, a craving in people for precisely what will help to, it to proliferate. It, it's yep. really weird. It's almost yep. like invasion of the body snatchers yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I often refer to it, you know, as a wave pattern that starts when you have something uh, that really feeds your bad bacteria, maybe that you don't even usually have. Um, you're going to start, you'll notice that the next day, you really crave some things you haven't really been thinking about. So it's like throwing gasoline on a fire. It's absolutely um, just inviting yourself to start to have worse cravings. Um, and so what people need to do is is come up with upgrades this is what I emphasized in my book is upgrades um, to the things that they reach for. We we all know, and you've discussed on your show, I'm sure many, many times, all of the things you can use instead of sugar, for example. So you at least need to go in a low-carb direction, stop with the things that are spiking blood sugar, but be aware you don't have to live a life without sweets and treats and find upgrades for those foods. Use sweeteners that aren't going to have big insulin impact and and uh and start to make and and know yourself you want something like that around so make a version of it that's not going to feed the bad bacteria uh more so have all those things around and cut out the go in a low carb get the quality fats that's a huge thing but again you know get the probiotic on your side so that you can go in this direction um with the minimal suffering Okay, and we'll remind our listeners of our uh, sponsor, Dr. Ahira's Probiotics. Uh, you can find out about them at www.essentialformulas.com. And Dr. Ahira's Probiotics are available at Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and other natural health retailers across the U.S. and at online retailers. And you can visit essentialformulas.com to find a retailer near you. And they're also available via Fullscript, which is our online dispensary. So, uh, Kat, you know, let's... Uh, in part two, let's talk a little bit about uh, solutions because it's not all bad news. Uh, you yourself are uh, an exemplar of the possibility of transformation from a very, very uh, you know near near death experience. I, yeah. I think that's not exaggerating. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. Uh, radiant health, and you know you, you're just a great role model for uh, you know staving off the ravages of aging and optimizing your health. Um, we'll you. return. And just to mention, by the way, uh, informbeauty.com is your website. When we return, uh, solutions, uh, for this problem, this, this America's crisis, uh, exacerbated by the pandemic, but still, uh, a trend that was well underway. Americans are now, it's estimated that, uh, around half of Americans, uh, suffer from uh, not just a little overweight, but, you know, enough overweight to put them at uh, a major metabolic disadvantage. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, our guest, Kat James, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.